0: To Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Let me ask the question. You just couldn't even like get it out fast enough. Nope. I am feeling great for a couple of reasons. Number one, this is our 30th episode, not counting minis. We've had a little bit more when he count minis, but like what? 30th this year? Well, like in the history of Fangirl. Wait, what? Yeah. I feel like we've done more. It feels like a lot. <laughs> it feels way longer is what oh. you're saying. I don't know. I just felt like that was a reasonable accomplishment that we should We're take We're almost it. to 50. We are almost What should we to do 50? when we get to 50? Ooh, party? Mm, I feel like that's an obvious choice. Okay, well. <laughs> Donate to charity? Rude. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sure. We can do that too. Whatever. Yeah. Um, what are you fangirling over this week? I chose something very specific. Uh-huh. Um the nineteen eighty horror movie Prom Night is now on Amazon Prime. Okay. So I watched it because uh-huh. I have never seen it. Really? I mean, I obviously haven't seen it yeah. either. I hate everything. And well, I thought it was right up my alley, like <laughs> nineteen eighty Jamie Lee Curtis. Right. So it's okay. Like eh, a little long. Oh. But I am fangirling over a specific moment in this movie. Okay jamie lee curtis and her date do an amazing disco dance routine <laughs> and i am going do to tell. learn it okay and it's to this song called prom night and the lyrics are like prom night everything is all right, prom night. Everything is all right. Prom night. and it's just a great moment i've watched it on youtube like five more times should How we have obsessed. done a back in the day babe on Jamie Lee Curtis? Because she oh was God. such a babe. She's still a babe. Oh my gosh, totally. She's like a mid-sixties babe. But I not even. She's a regular her. babe. Um, all right, what are you fangirling over? I am fangirling. First of all, I have to we have to talk about I did watch the video for Public Affair from Jessica Simpson that you referenced Great. in last week's episode. It is amazing. Right. I kind know. of confusing. Like you raised a good point. Like how did all these people get together? Yeah. Like you were just maybe or may not have been wanting to Google an oral history yeah, of a that's public affair video. All I want. Andy Dick, Ryan Seacrest, creepy. Maria Menounos. Yeah, Maria Menounos. I That part I was like, oh hey girl, she looked good. Um, Andy Dick, has he ever played anything other than creepy? Uh, No. I, it, yeah, I don't need. I loved the Andy Dick show. You did? Hmm. On MTV. Interesting. Um, Yeah, I liked seeing Ryan Seacrest. And it's so funny because Ryan Seacrest, you know, that was 10 years ago. He was famous, but not like... He was American Idol famous. Yeah, he wasn't like everywhere all the time famous. He wasn't the Dick Clark of today. No, he wasn't a mogul, like (laughs) a a tycoon. Um, So, yeah, so I'm kind of fangirling (laughs) over that. It was very mid-2000s, bright, a lot of like shiny lip gloss. Everyone's hair looked great because they all had great yeah. extensions. Um, but yeah. Can Remember you... when Jessica Simpson was on that 70s show? hmm
1: What yeah. a
0: weird time. What a weird time. Just, just Jessica Simpson in general is a little... Yeah. We when should you... do like a case study, Jessica Simpson. Ooh, yeah. I like it. And we've talked about this before, but there are countless times. I've been at like a Nordstrom's or a Macy's and I'm coming down an escalator and I see the shoe department and I'm like what are those gems over there and I march myself over there and they're Jessica Simpson shoes and I can't bring myself. She's a witch? (laughs) witch. That is sorcery. I I don't know how she does it. Every single time and I can't bring myself to buy them. Like if she just even changed them to just Simpson then I'd be like "Mm, maybe. Like I just can't. I can't tell you how many times I've looked at a shoe like this isn't bad and it's Jessica Simpson. Every single time. Anyway, I mean, maybe I should just give her credit. Maybe she just makes a good shoe. She makes a good shoe. Maybe we should just support her. We've devolved. Anyway, okay, okay. Actually... our next <laughs> back in the day babe. <laughs> Let's get serious. Okay. <laughs> Stop Ooh, laughing. Sorry. <laughs> this is very serious. Our next babe is controversial. Very controversial. Okay, so we mentioned this name to a few people, mm-hmm. and they were furious we weren't doing Sarah Michelle Geller. And look, here's the deal. We've talked about this many times. I have yet to watch Buffy because it's an investment. Yes. I have to make time for it. Yes. So I'm not going to talk about Sarah Michelle Gellar yet until I have Buffy knowledge. Yes. And again, like we were alive. We understand Sarah Michelle Gellar was a Huge. huge babe, but you just didn't feel like you were Living your truth. No, I want to be confident. <laughs> you want to be confident. For this podcast, exactly. And and we talked about this, you know, very seriously. But <laughs> this I, is what we get into. I, I got I got some real negative feedback on the home front. I may have a recording of my husband freaking out about our choice. Oh, God. So maybe we'll play a little bit of it. Melissa Joan Hart. Hmm. I mean. I get it. And also, like, this is his wheelhouse, you know what I mean? Like, he, this was his, like, age group. This was, like, him in college, posters on right. the wall. Like, I get it. And he was just like, no, I have a poster of Melissa Joan Hart. Like, there, it went on for a while. And I was like, fine, fine, fine. But there are definitely people in the world who are real into Melissa Joan Hart. And in case you guys didn't know, our next babe is Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> because we have not revealed it. Well, we did in the angry part. Um, But so we get it, guys. We will get to Sarah Michelle Geller at some point. Yeah, it's just like Friday Night Lights. It hangs over my head. I have to do it. I want to do it. I know. I just have to make time. I need to go back and watch it because I don't know that I ever finished it, because I watched Buffy live and I think like it was like the end of my high school and then I might have like fallen off in college. I've seen the movie. Oh that's the original thing. yeah. Oh well yeah. I mean obviously Christy Swanson, Luke Berry, come on. Yeah. Um but we've talked about her enough. We're gonna move on to our actual babe that we're covering. Yeah, we're gonna focus you know on her. She was a babe to us. Yep. And all millions of others. And she was so cool. So Melissa Joan Hart, what do we need to start with? All right. Let's get that early career out of the way. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Had a talent manager mom. Just like Joey Lawrence. LA Kid. LA Kid? Yeah, they were here. Yeah. She actually is one of four kids and hmm. they're all into acting. Interesting. But I don't think they're near as successful. Um, so she was the only sort of breakout. Yeah. Very precocious. I could see mm-hmm. that being her thing. I actually learned a lot about Melissa Joan Hart. Um, and her backstory, because her stepfather was on MasterChef a couple of seasons oh, ago. do yeah. share. And, um, well, I, like, learned that, you know, he, he was very much, like, stay-at-home dad. And then, you know, I felt like when MasterChef, like, needed a ratings boost, they would, like, throw Melissa Joan Hart into the mix. Yeah. Like, give us um, some fun facts. Yeah, but it sounds like Paula was real, she ran a tight ship. Paula is her mother, her talent manager mother, and was very, like regimented and sort of on it in terms of driving uh melissa's career forward i see yeah she's so, smart very smart she positioned her well she got her in front of the right people but maybe maybe a little mama jury mama jury mama jury um <laughs> but she okay so melissa joan hart starts in commercials yeah much like really most kids most kids you're not just necessarily like getting a sitcom yeah. role right off the a bat. Tylenol commercial. Mm. These are available on the internet. Um, and there's one I've seen for the Tylenol commercial. A splashy doll. Like a mermaid? I think that's something you play with in the bathtub. Was I'm, it a mermaid? No. Oh. It was just a regular Splashy. Not, not a an, cute name. Not a cute name. She had some miscellaneous small roles on the television, right? Um, she was Another World, which was a soap opera. Uh, Kane and Abel? Kane with a K. TV movie, I'm guessing? Don't remember. Also the equalizer. Yeah, things were not not well known, forgettable. She wasn't in big projects. No. Um, but then you guys, The Role of a Lifetime happened. Literal Role of a Lifetime. Um and it it's a show that I would say defined a lot of my youth. Yeah. Do you too? Well, one of the best Nickelodeon shows, yeah. It, it really put live it, action. Live shows. action. Yeah, and but that's what I was going to say, it actually like created that sort of genre for Nickelodeon. Yeah. So Clarissa explains it all. One of the best. I wonder how many people actually call her Clarissa to her face. Oh, I bet a lot of people. Yeah. like, And it's like you're playing this role as like like a she 13 She might role. as well change her name to Clarissa. <laughs> it's easier to say than Melissa Joan. Like, do we just call her Clarissa? Melissa? Clarissa Joan? Ooh. They rhyme. They do kind of rhyme. So okay, rhyme. Okay, so this was Nickelodeon's second sitcom, Hey Dude was the first, with... Christine Taylor, uh, my queen. <laughs> loved Hey Dude. Did you watch Hey Dude? Yeah, I watched it. I was more of Salute Your Shorts, mm, which came after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, yeah, Hey Dude and Clarissa sort of paved the way for all those other shows and that we liked. It needs to be said that during this time, she was auditioning for Clarissa, but she was also auditioning to be six in Blossom. Really? Yeah. Instead of Jennifer Oy. Can you imagine? no, it feels so wrong. No, she's too sort of like bubbly. I mean, Six was kind of bubbly, but in a different way. She had sort of that like broken home background going for her <laughs> um, that really sort of shaped that character. Uh, interesting. I'm yeah. glad she didn't get it. Me too. So the thing that I think was really attractive to me about Clarissa was her style. because Iconic. She was iconic. She was like quirky. A lot of great scrunchy game. A lot of great bicycle shorts under other shorts. We talked about my bicycle shorts vests. yeah, so many vests. Um, so many scrunchies vest. headbands. Mm-hmm. Good hat. Good hat game. Similar to to blossom. Just a queen of like mic- mixing prints. Yeah, she was a she was a true individual. She didn't yeah. follow any rules. She was nonconformist. And again, kind of like we talked about with Daria, it wasn't. Like, all in your face. It was just like, this is what I like. This is what I'm going to wear. And then all of a sudden, you're like, this is cool. And it carries over into the bedroom design because the bedroom was my dream room. (laughs) We actually had a competition in my elementary school. And it was for, I don't know what you would win. I think, like, the local furniture stores sponsored it. But you would draw, like, your dream bedroom. (gasps) Yeah. I mean, I always redesigned my room. I would draw it, like, but I didn't win anything. I know, right? I obviously didn't win. I can't draw, but um, I feel like mine was deeply inspired by Clarissa's bedroom because I was just like, well, first of all, what was the prize? Uh, like a like a room makeover? No way! Yes, this is a real thing. All I remember doing is a coloring contest in second grade or something, and my friend won. Oh. She won a Timmy the Tooth VHS. <laughs> <laughs> That's a <laughs> shitty-ass prize. I think it um, was like a Colgate coloring contest. No, I need to look into this to see if Gabbert's, that was the name of the store. I think, I think it was. You like one money. Anyway, Gabbert's. Anyway. Okay. Um, so her bedroom was amazing. You know who else was amazing? The guy that climbed into it all the time. I thought you were going to say Elvis, but... Oh. <laughs> no. So we we actually referenced this in our very first episode. Not even episode, it's intro. It's our intro to Fangirl Fridays. Like, why was a boy allowed to climb into Clarissa's bedroom well into her teens? I know why. Why? It's because they didn't want Sam to have to ring the doorbell every time and say, like, hello, Mrs. Darling, I'm here to see Clarissa. They just wanted him to be able to get into the room to hang out with Clarissa. (laughs) But is that... Better or worse? <laughs> like, why not? Why wouldn't you want? It like, makes sense to me now, but it's still Well, it was incredibly wrong. non-sexual. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was never, but. <laughs> I mean, I have some things to say that. Okay, but. So, I mean, when they start, they're what, like 12, maybe? Yeah, Thirteen are like, young. young. And so it was very much, it was just like they'd been friends their whole lives. And it was kind of almost like brother-sisterly, um, in a way. There is an episode where they date. They go on a date. Oh, do you remember this episode? Vaguely. Yes. It's because they kind of think they should because they like each other. Yeah. But then they're like, no, we're like friends, brother and sisters. And are like, no, we don't want to do that. No. Um, but yeah, I always I remember thinking that that was very cool too. And like, did the, was the ladder just permanently there? Like, it just sat outside her window all the time and Sam just <laughs> kind of like her parents were I would like, I hope all right. not. Yeah, it's like dangerous. Did, he, did he bring it? Like, I don't know. Is it his ladder? I had a lot of questions about the logistics of Sam getting yeah. into the house. I had a lot of questions about Elvis. Back to Elvis. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is the pet alligator yes. in the kiddie pool. Yes. Does it just happily live in that kiddie pool? I think so. And never escapes? Yeah, never left the confines of her room, really. I also read about Elvis that he, um, like that gator was only filmed for a few episodes and they just use the same shots of him every once in a while i suppose it, the maintenance of having him on set yeah, not all great. the time is is not is not great um also i think one of the most iconic things about clarissa explain, explains it all is the theme song oh yeah rachel sweet did the theme song she gave us a great gift mm-hmm. so catchy yes my youth the best it was just <laughs> that's just my youth encapsulated right there um yeah i just this show how many seasons was it total it's like five four or five yeah it's in the uh, the oral history of nickelodeon they talk obviously a lot about it um and so but i think it was four or five and it was so interesting because all these shows were shot in florida I believe. Yeah. They weren't shot in L.A. Universal Studios Florida was huge back then. Yes. But it was also so all of these kids who were all about the same age on these shows were just kind of like hanging out. But, you know, she's a California kid, so it's kind of weird to think that Clarissa wasn't shot here. But Nickelodeon didn't really have a, as big of a presence th- then in right. Los Angeles as it does now. There's a huge like lot and all that stuff now. Um what else? what else did we love about um, Clarissa? What else did I learn? Let me think. The creator of the show, um Mitchell Craigman, mm-hmm. um, he won, he has a show Bible, which I'd love to get my hands on. And but he made the perfect description of Clarissa. Okay. The Ferris Bueller of Girldom, but also kind of Calvin of Calvin and Hobbes. Interesting. What do you think he means by the Calvin part? That like like She's a little like, mischievous. Yeah, I guess that's true. And also, I think, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's also just like, you know, beat of your own drummer situation. Yeah. Like she, she didn't really care. But there, he also put out a novel. Oh, a, like that's a continuation of Clarissa. What do you mean? This came out the past couple of years. I don't know much about it. Nobody really talks about it. So, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> um, wasn't there also a spinoff? Yes, so the original plan was to take Clarissa and move it to, I think, CBS, Mm. and it was supposed to be Clarissa moving to New York and interning for a newspaper. Interesting. And here's the really upsetting part, because you can watch this pilot on YouTube. It's not good. (laughs) The theme song is the same, but it's a slowed down jazzy version. No. It's... Terrible. Also, didn't this happen with, like, the Golden Girls spinoff, too? They used the same theme song, and I was just like, no, guys, no. Don't mess with greatness. No, and also, if you're going to be your own thing, be your own thing. We spun you off. Like, bye. (laughs) Like, go somewhere else. (laughs) Well, I'm going to torture you and play it for you right now. Okay. So bad. No. It's a bummer. I'm tortured. Speaking of music on Clarissa though. You just raised your hand. Yes. <laughs> yes I got excited. Uh-huh. Um, Clarissa put out an album. What? And it's Awful. Clarissa Darling put out an album? It's off. It's a running theme of this episode because I decided that it is. <laughs> <laughs> that Melissa Joan Hart can't sing. And but you're a kid star. You put out an album. That's what you do. Right. Mm-hmm. It's There's a song that confused me because i skimmed through the whole entire album okay there's one song that's about a boy in the ladder and i'm like wait does clarissa love sam Got it messed with my mind for a few minutes. Uh I don't know what's going on. So we need to do a little bit more research into that, too. Can we still find any of these hot jams anywhere? The entire album is available. (laughs) On Spotify? (laughs) You wish. (laughs) Everything we use today is available on YouTube. Just... We just I don't feel like we give enough credit to the other weirdos on the Internet like us that post these things because without them, we would be lost. And these episodes would just be vacuous and empty, like just boring because we wouldn't have the stimulus. Creative. I mean, I could sing for everyone, but <laughs> you'd probably be better than Melissa Joan Hart. You know what? I can I'm not a good singer, but I do believe that <laughs> that you're better than Melissa. Joan Yes. Hart. But you can't fault a girl, right? Like she was also no. selling like she was like hawking jewelry. I was on actually weird thinking about this on my drive drive in if I were if some if I were remote like famous at all mm-hmm. and someone's like hey want to do an album yeah why not absolutely you could do that very like late 90s early 2000s talk rapping thing that happened oh, I would a lot. do like a Paris Hilton stars are blind which not bad love that song <laughs> I was gonna say I was like please don't be shooting on it because I don't hate it and we'll get to some of our other Some of our other back-in-the-day babes have some questionable music, and we know how I love questionable music. Did I... Still Three? I was just going to say, did I recently just listen to Still Three from the Lawrence Brothers? I did. Did you? Yes. On your own? On my own. I like it. Oh, my God. (laughs) I told you. Okay. Clarissa ends in 1994, which is crazy that that's when it was over. Because it aired forever. (laughs) Forever. And then, real quickly, Sabrina the Teenage Witch premieres on TGIF in 1996. So very much like Christina Applegate, Melissa Joan Hart was just like, I'm going to push this. I'm just going to keep working. Um, so she didn't take a break. She just was a hustler. And then there was like a – wait, but it was a, it was a made-for-TV movie. First, First, so there was no real break. So she makes that in, like, 95, and then they optioned it as a show? Yeah, but I think the craziest thing about Sabrina okay. is that her mom spearheaded, oh. like, the entire idea. Really? Yeah. She saw, like, a kid on on reading a Sabrina Archie comic and was like, hey, that should be a show. Does Sabrina show up it. in Riverdale? Oh, my God. I don't know. <laughs> I hope. I just was like, wait a minute. But maybe not because it's kind of messing with the Sabrina, whole timeline. the Which I don't know. Okay, so her mom sees this kid reading a comic book. I told you, Paula was like, she was a force. She like got <laughs> stuff done. I learned Should this from MasterShirt on the show. Yes, pretty much. Um, and so she handled like the whole deal, everything. She like got yeah. it all off the ground. She sold it to Viacom. It became a Showtime movie. Um there's also two TV movies that happen later during mm, the show like have you seen it's have you show? seen any of these the TV movies I've yeah. not seen the TV movies I've but seen, I did watch the show I've seen the original one but there are two more Sabrina down under and Sabrina in Rome I mm. think they were really taking that Mary Kate Nashley traveling <laughs> video series uh-huh. and just go, going along with it uh-huh. but a fun fact about it the down under one Ryan Reynolds is in it a, a, like a baby Ryan Reynolds uh-huh. and they almost dated. In real life, wait, what? Is like, this like Melissa Joan Hart kind of cheated on her boyfriend, uh, oh, with Ryan Reynolds. So like, what but then? Chose this? her boyfriend. Is this pre-Alanis for Ryan, or like where are oh, we in Ryan's probably, timeline? Because he looks very young. So we have these friends who that who created that show: two guys, a girl, and a pizza place, which was kind of yeah. like Ryan Reynolds' like original thing. And anytime you go to their house, they have this—they have like original cast photos, and it's like a baby Ryan Reynolds, and I'm always like, oh my god. <laughs> It was so attractive. So she chose her existing boyfriend over Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. But I mean, Ryan Reynolds wasn't Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, but he still looked like Ryan Reynolds. Again. I don't know what was in Melissa Joan Hart's heart. <laughs> you could have just said Melissa Jones heart and it would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah. You blew it. You blew it. Yep. All right, I'll leave. Um... Do we have to talk about Paul Feig being in Sabrina? Yeah, the characters on Sabrina are amazing, but Paul Feig is a teacher and it's Mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. Always, the show was unnecessarily good. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I liked it. It didn't have to be as good as it was. And Harvey, her like friend, she always has like her boyfriend. Platonic. Well, yeah, but they were like platonic for a while too. I feel like she's got like a platonic. Best friend who then sort of maybe morphs into a boyfriend, recurring theme for her. And then, what was the girl with the red hair? What's her name? Do you know oh, what I'm talking about? Big Red from Bring It On. Yes.
1: <laughs> she you. didn't have red hair. She didn't have red on hair Sabrina, But she's
0: the mean girl. Yes, she's the mean girl. And then girl. Salem is uh, voiced by Nick Bakay, who's also in Angry Beavers. <laughs> Do you think they knew each other from like their Nickelodeon Ooh, days? I hope so. I hope so too. And then their her aunts, right? So for people that never watched Sabrina, like she is a witch. It's a t- called and a, teenage and a teenage witch. A teenage, a teenage witch. She has two. She lives with her two aunts. Well, I don't remember why she doesn't have parents. They're like off doing something. Oh yes, yes. They're not dead. Um, but. They don't live there. So she lives with her two aunts, and then they are also witches, and yeah. they can kind of, but like... But she's going to school, trying to be normal, but also figuring out how her powers work. And then there's a closet that takes them to another realm. Mm-hmm. It's a lot going on. It's very fun. It was, it was a very fun show. It was very vibrant. Like, the show looks vibrant. Like, yeah. colorful. Her clothing choices, very colorful. Very sort of late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, and... There is this running joke about this song called Shake Your Whammy Fanny. And I don't remember the premise of why this song comes about, but... It's Malissa, like big Mal- in the witch world, right? Melissa Joan Hart sings it. And so I have a <laughs> clip of her singing again. All right. Shake your whammy fanny, funky song, funky song. Shake your whammy fanny, funky song. Wow! I mean, I get it. I, I want to do it. It's fun. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Like, but it was the song was like big in the witch world, right? Like it like wasn't big like in the regular well, there, world. It's a running joke and I don't know what, but there is a clip of Harvey humming it to himself. Really? Yeah. Oh. So I don't know how that happened. And Harvey um now is like a weird sort of like emo rock guy. Like he doesn't yeah. look anything like it's he a did. He was, he was cute. cute. <laughs> yeah, he was cute. He was like tall. He had kind of that like, like season one, he had that feathery I, was just situation. I was say. Yeah, he had that hair that every boy in the 90s had. Like, he definitely was a guy that would wear like a white hat. Remember, like, guys would wear those like white football Okay, maybe that was just in my high school. I um, don't know. No, please <laughs> explain the hat to me. Stop. Stop. Go on. Okay, so it was like a white hat and um, they were all white and they would like get real dirty and like every boy I knew had like a flipped out kind of that feathered hair situation going but they were all like college football hats. They were just baseball caps? They were baseball caps but like Half of the guys I knew had the, like, South Carolina one, which South Carolina is the Gamecocks, so it would just say, like, "cocks" and cross it. I'll Google it. It was a thing. Again, remember I grew up in a very white (laughs) suburb. And Um, I'm glad you told me about this, but no, I don't know (laughs) what you're talking about. But that's what I feel like Harvey was kind of like that guy. Anyway, now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> uh, for those of you listening, Maren's getting very red in the face. I am so red. I'm so embarrassed. Um, okay, back to Sabrina. Yes. I need to be clear and say this. When Sabrina came out, she was already 20 years old. That's shocking. I know. Because she's playing like a 15-year-old, right? She's mid- 15, 16? Middle high school. Yeah. And this show goes on for a long time. So Sabrina... Lasted three seasons on TGIF and then moved to the WB. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I forgot about the move. The show ends in like 2003, but she goes to college and, okay, I'm sorry that I'm just making fun of (laughs) Melissa Joan Hart (laughs) because I love her. Yes. But they changed the intro. So it's not Sabrina like changing clothes or like in cool bubbles. It's, Sabrina on her own, walking through the city and white girl dancing. Hmm. And it is one of the funniest TV intros of all time. And then she does some weird magic trick and she goes from the street to her bed and just lays back. It's classic. I mean, she was she needed to grow up. She wanted to grow up, right? She's trying to mature, but she's still sort of confined <laughs> by some of the things that she's been doing. I thought this show was on... UPN or moved to UPN because of the weird Clueless TV show connections because that wasn't on WB right I don't think so I think that was UPN because Clueless and Sabrina the college years both have um, Amber and the guy who replaces Paul Rudd for Josh oh yeah uh-huh. so Elisa Donovan and what is it David Lasher mm. Oh Lasher. Yeah, yeah, Lasher mm-hmm. um, who was also on Blossom yeah and hey dude and on nine hundred two and for a little bit. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Isn't that weird that they both moved to Sabrina? That is sort of strange. Maybe they were on the same lot. Maybe. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, Sully so, Moonfry is one of Sabrina's friends. Punky Brewster, love her. <laughs> anyway. So the college years were interesting. So the show ends in two thousand three. Yeah. She ends in two thousand three. Before that ending, she's also doing. One of my favorite teen movies of all time. What's that? Drive me crazy. <laughs> I get shit because it's. I say it's my number one favorite teen movie. Really? In like nineties. Uh, okay. Like I pick it over you, ten things I hate about you. People get mad at me. I might get mad at you. Do I love ten things I hate about you? Yes. But does drive me crazy? Speak to my heart. Yes. <laughs> does it drive you crazy? Oh my gosh. Wait, is she in the Britney video? Yes. So there's some crossover. (laughs) Okay. Britney Spears did the song Drive Me Crazy, and then Adrienne Grenier and Melissa Joan Hart are in the music video. Oh, yeah. Uh Also, good cross promotion. Britney Spears was on Sabrina, made a cameo. And I did find um, a story that Melissa Joan Hart shared about working with Britney. Okay. Do you have a clip? Or are you just going to read it? I'm just going to read it. Okay. We don't need no clip. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I was like, what? <clears throat> okay, Spears... Okay, Hart recounts working with Spears for her movie, Drive Me Crazy, in the late 90s. Hart says Spears, who was underage at the time, was being micromanaged by her team, who wouldn't let her stray from her busy schedule for even one lunch date. Quote, I devised a plan to sneak her out of her hotel and then take her dancing so she could chill with people closer to her age, even if just for one night. Brittany loved the idea. Um, after lying to Spears' bodyguard, they drove to L.A.'s Club Cherry, where they snuck in through the back door. But once we got inside, Brittany got absorbed by the crowd and I lost her. At the end of the night, I found her in a private booth with dozens of people kissing her ass as she basked in the attention and downtime she'd worked so hard for. Since then, Brittany's been snuck in and out of more back doors than I can count. But I shudder to think that I first showed her how it's done. <laughs> Okay, here's my thing. Here, that story, to me, solidifies Melissa Joan Hart's babe status. One, if you're, like, corrupting someone else, you're, like, kind of a bad girl. Yeah. And you're, like, already cool. Second of all, I, it's just occurring to me now. If you're the lead, if you're the star of, like, a teen heartthrob movie, you have to be a babe. Like, they're basically selling, no one who's just, like, hmm, like, not that cute, or like there's no like, uh, I don't know. There's no just sort of like homely person that's like, you know what? Then you're gonna be the champion of this movie. Like, I don't know. It feels like that's a that's a, a defining babe moment. Is like, yes, you're yeah. the star in this team. She movie. had that power. Yes, and she was a huge star at this point. She's sneaking. She's lying to Britney Spears's bodyguard. Like, I mean. Yeah. Club Cherry sounds gross. I don't want to go there. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I no, <definitely>, thank you. <laughs> definitely don't want to go to Club Cherry. But, but I what was... a good era for both of them. 2003, two, 2004. Adrian Grenet. That's pre-Entourage, right? Yeah, it's like when he's super cute. Yeah, he's kind of got that like little frowy thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't this also the video when Britney's like a waitress? Yes. Yeah, roller skates involved. I don't know. Maybe. It's like 50s. It's, um, it is the song... That's on my Darren's Dance Groups D V D, so I do know the choreography. No, no big deal. <laughs> we might need to take some video footage of you doing that. But this movie comes out. She's sneaking Britney Spears into into clubs. Sabrina ends in two thousand three. And this was the classic move. Like, so many people did this, I feel like, after Melissa Joan Hart. I feel like Melissa Joan Hart kind of, like, pioneered this a little bit. This is a classic move, but I don't remember people caring enough. About this? Yes. Oh, I remember being a huge deal. This was my argument back to my husband when he was freaking out. Okay. She... Is going to break them chains, <laughs> those teen, <laughs> those good girl chains. And then what do you do in like two mid 2000s? You pose nude for Maxim. Like not even Playboy. Like it's scandalous. It's like whatever. Maxim. Maxim was like a little trashy, a little like more sex. Like, and she's just <laughs> on the cover of Maxim with her like little sheet. And she was like, bye, Clarissa. Bye, Sabrina. This is me. It's a lot. This is my thing. I don't remember caring. (laughs) Maybe fair. Maybe I just didn't know what was happening. Maybe I mean, maybe we weren't tuned into the world of Maxim weirdly like I was. But this was my argument to my husband. I was like, "No one who is not a babe is like going to be on the cover of Maxim, and she looks great on that cover. Definitely airbrushed, which was very much a thing. Um, Did you or did you not learn some inside information about what? What she was on and where she had been the night before. Okay, so she came out with a book, and I think we'll talk about some of those details later. But she spills the beans, and the night before her Maxim photo shoot, she was at a party at the Playboy Mansion, did ecstasy. On the way to the shoot, she hooked up with a girl in her limo, and then did the shoot. How are you going to argue that she's not a babe? All those things equal babe. Like, Playboy, ecstasy. I mean it doesn't dabbling in the It doesn't equal responsible babe. No, not at all. But it's like... Bad Girl Babe. Bad girl babe. Like she's just trying to figure out her life.
1: Uh. Which
0: during this time it's funny because there's an MTV cribs of her. And she's you can tell she's definitely trying to figure it out. Yes. It's her. Um, just this is a Spanish style chair. Like I'm really into that. Everything's a mess. Nothing really matches. No. her office. She shows off her Maxim cover, and she's like, "I don't think it's a big deal." Yes. Um. She's drinking a lot of gin. It's a bizarre <laughs> she's home talking tour. About a lot. And on top of everything, I did not notice know this information about her. She had a huge Shirley Temple doll collection. Yeah. So I looked into it, and she's actually been a huge fan of Shirley Temple her entire life. Well, she probably likened herself to Shirley Temple. Yeah, her grandmother bought her a pin of Shirley Temple, and then it just, like, kicked off this lifelong obsession. (laughs) Weird. But she actually formed a relationship with Shirley Temple, and it was her lifelong dream to do a movie based on Shirley Temple's life. Okay, So... I think they're still, maybe they're still doing Sabrina during this. I'm not sure. Okay. So she gets word that they can do this movie. I think it's, um, I don't know when, but somehow Disney buys it. It's like a made-for-TV movie. Okay. So right off the bat, it's not going to be great. Mm -hmm. But Connie Britton plays the mom in it. (laughs) So it's got to be decent. It has to be decent. It's funny because I don't feel like Connie Britton is like that much older than her to be playing the mom. But I mean, I guess kind well, of. I, Melissa Hart didn't star in it. Oh. She produced it. All oh, right. All right. That's better then. It was her dream to just make this film. You, it would be weird that if it was your dream and you didn't want to be an active role in it. I don't know. Well, I think you're a little too old. Well, and she says she had to be to a child tapping. her... All of her Shirley Temple dolls. To Australia yeah. for some Yeah. And, like, and then um she also wrote for Entertainment Weekly an entire essay on like her relationship with Shirley Temple. It's very interesting. Huh. Such a bizarre thing. Yeah. I mean I think she just felt like she probably was like a modern day Shirley Temple. Like will she end up in Congress? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> can she tap dance? Can she sing? <laughs> Unclear. We know she can't sing, so all she's got left is tap dancing. Um. All right. So now she's been on these two hugely popular, very sort of like genre defining television shows. Yeah. At this point, you can take a long break. Like you have money. Again, it's like Christina Applegate. Like you got money, girl. Like it's all right. Take your time. But she didn't. She didn't really like hang out for a while. First of all, she gets married. Yeah. Like right away, to a musician because she's kind of a bad girl and she kind of wants to be with a bad boy. He's cute, by the way. What's his you name? You think so? Yeah, I think so. Mark Wilkerson. Mark. Yeah. Um, he was a rock band, what, Course of Nature? Not a band I'm but familiar with. All I know is he wrote a Daughtry song, so I don't think I'm a fan of his music. <laughs> um, but they did a, a reality show, right? Yeah, I did not know that. Um, but like, I guess it's everybody was doing reality shows at this time. Yeah, it was mid 2000s. So what you this do. one was about like preparing for their wedding. And it, was, and it uh, worked out. On so ABC Family? Mm-hmm. Or was it, was it still Fox Family at that time? It might have been ABC Family, mm-hmm. I think. By that point. Yeah. And then she just started popping out a bunch of kids. They have three children. Yeah, I think they're all boys. Yes, I think she has three boys. And then. The world of TV movies. The doors open. You know, though, people want to shit on TV movies. I bet it's a great gig when you're like a working mom, right? Yeah. You're probably gone for like three weeks at the most. And it's probably really fun to be that cheesy. Totally. And it's probably pretty lucrative because it's not like all these networks have really anything else going. Have you ever seen that Lifetime movie, Kristen Wiig and... Will Farrell did no because I, I was they were just they played serious actors. It wasn't a comedy. I was always very confused by it. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I would see the billboards all over town and I was like, "Is this real? I don't understand what's happening." Um, but she did my fake fiance, which was with Joey Lawrence, right? Yeah, <laughs> just a gift, a real ABC Family,
1: ABC Family, them.
0: and then this is what kind of. It was hugely successful like people because you had a bunch of losers like us who were like, we remember Clarissa and Sabrina and Blossom. And we're like, we need to see these people again. So you have all these people who are very excited about seeing some of their favorite actors. And then that's kind of what kicks off Melissa Melissa and Joey. Joey. She also was on Dancing with the Stars. Who wasn't? I mean, it's, you know. If you, I think also she was a spokesperson for Nutrisystem for a while. After oh yeah, she's she was definitely a spokesperson for something. Something after she had her kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember her being in a tight dress. Yeah, feeling confident. <laughs> yes, because she got she, people were mean to her like in the tabloids and stuff yeah. after she. Remember she had that incident where she had all the. Like the white makeup, like she was photographed oh my God. looking really poorly. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like it's just like something that it was not a good that time. That was a for makeup her. artist situation. That was a rough, They got fired. They got fired for sure. But yeah, so then she comes back with Melissa and Joey. And this show was on for five years. An ABC family show. Yes. All those people, again, like they're probably making some serious bank. And as previously discussed, Joey Lawrence seems lovely. Real high energy. Oh, okay. Do you want to know something funny about Joey Lawrence? So Doreen wilson and Joey, she released an autobiography. Ooh. And it's like it's, it's very like kiss and tell, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Love it. On kissing Joey Lawrence. Okay. I have a quote. Joey Lawrence uses enough lip balm for both of us, creating such a thick barrier that there's hardly any skin-on-skin contact. <laughs> it's hard to get turned on when it feels like you're kissing one of Madame <laughs> Tussauds' wax statues. So I think Joey Lawrence is very much how we imagined when we did our Joey Lawrence episode. I think so. I'm honestly, through the course of this episode i am liking melissa joan hart more and more and more i feel like i have a lot of ammunition now to go back to my husband some people over yes because it's like bad girl little bit of an attitude kind of mean girl don't hate it like (laughs) doing ecstasy just having a good time just she seems like a a fun girl i love gin we should have gin and tonics together she drinks a lot of gin according to her cribs episode all right here's some other fun facts Drew Barrymore taught her how to backstroke in a motel pool. Very random. I, if Drew Barrymore taught me anything, I would tell everyone I know. Totally. Um, taught Brittany how to sneak away. Mm-hmm. First on screen kiss was James Vanderbeek on Clarissa, but she didn't want him on the show. She was oh. given three boys to choose. She did not pick him, and that's the guy who ended up on the show. <laughs> She's pretty bitter about yeah, it. Yeah, apparently. Geez. She turned down newlyweds. Really? Yeah jessica simpson newlyweds so like her and mark were going to be the original newlyweds instead of jessica and nick lachey again with the chaos theory of life (laughs) like where would we be (laughs) where would we be there's more oh my god okay tara reed was her naughty bff when they were younger in school in school oh like elementary school okay her high school boyfriend was danny masterson what here in LA, probably I don't know details. Okay. Asking too many questions. <laughs> Adrian Grenier wins best on screen kiss. I could see that. Yeah. hmm Yeah. He's hot. Yep. What okay. else? Her sister once caught her giving Nick Carter a goodbye kiss in an elevator. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so this book was just all kissing. It was <laughs> like yeah, basic, It was a kiss and tell book. Literal kiss and tell. But only about kissing. That's all. Oh, we're gonna say um all of these people all of these back in the day babe lady edition people have a great dating history great kissing and and like because i feel like this was a time where it was like you only hung out with other celebrities yeah you didn't have tinder <laughs> <laughs> true that wasn't what i would have said but like you're Options for who you could be with were limited to like musicians, actors, only people you saw at award shows and yeah. premieres. Or, and it was like very much like paparazzi were was a big deal and being in the magazines and all that stuff. Whereas I feel like now people kind of try and shy away from it a little bit more. They're still the people that want to like do all of that stuff. But at that time, it was like if you were 20 to 25 in Hollywood, you only dated other people that were, like, on the lot with you, like, you weren't just dating some, like, Joe Schmo, you were making out with Nick Carter in an elevator, I mean, I'm not mad about it, (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, why would you be? It was a great, a great time to be alive, Um, so after Melissa and Joey, she's kind of been in a little reprieve recently, yeah? yeah, like, we haven't seen her much in the last, like, year or so, but Melissa and Joey didn't end that long ago. Yeah, I'm sure they're working on a secret project together. I hope so. (laughs) One can only hope. So we have to ask an important question. Does her babe status hold up? Yes. Do you like her more after doing this episode? I think I do, actually. I know. You know, when we watched the episode of Cribs or that, like, whatever video part, I was like, Again, I highly recommend watching it. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because what I said, I was like, this house doesn't seem nice enough. Like, I don't know. There's something about it. But it's... Definitely a house where she just wanted to have a place of her own to party with her friends. Like, she didn't really care if it was that nice. And it's not a shitty house. It was a very nice house, but it just felt like it felt like poorly decorated. It's thrown together. It felt like she was like, this is what adults do. Like, it just (laughs) felt very, like, look at my Spanish chair. And I'm like, that looks uncomfortable. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) she has a bunch of crosses up everywhere. She has a neck tattoo of a cross. And I was just like, yeah. This was a different the way time. she shows things off is mm-hmm. very uncomfortable. It's weird, <laughs> yes. but I feel like she's really grown into herself. I think she's babe. I think that what I appreciate about her is that I think she comes across as somebody who like doesn't take herself super seriously. Um, particularly if you're writing this like kiss and tell book yeah. about making Hollywood out. didn't destroy her. No, she and seems for someone starting so young. Precisely. She seems normal. Yeah, obviously she like had some some drug dabbling, but like you're rich and like twenty. I guess that's kind of like what you do. Um, but I think I think she's looking great. I think those kids of hers are adorable. Her husband's adorable. I'm into it. Yep. Babe. Babe. Don't care what other people have to say. <laughs> I like her. She's a bad girl. She's a babe. Take End that. of story. End of uh, um, story um, um all right okay so is that it from for mjh mjh <laughs> i think so i think you know she was a real cornerstone of our youth we she needs yeah. more credit for that that's why i'm glad we did her <laughs> yep <laughs> giving her the respect no she deserves. regrets here <laughs> no regrets um so we want to know what you guys have to think have to think. Have that to wasn't think. A think. Have to say. You're done. I'm done. You're over it. I'm over it. What did you think of Melissa Joan Hart? Do you love her? Did you love Sabrina? Did you hate Sabrina? Was Do Salem you love your favorite Clarissa? character? Clarissa? Mm-hmm. Um, so send us an email at HelloFangirls at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Fangirl Fridays Podcast or Twitter at FGF Podcast. Yes. You can like us on Facebook. If you're feeling it, leave us a review on iTunes. That's yeah. always fun. Tell Natalie why she needs to watch Buffy. Like she knows it, but if you had an itemized <laughs> just list, just remind me. Yeah, if you had an itemized list, exhaustive itemized list from a fan, I think that would be even more impactful than me telling you need to watch it. And I mean, based on our last two episodes, I think we're taking voice memos now. So if anyone wants to email a voice memo with your opinion, we'll play it. We will play it. We, we've gotten a couple in the past. I like it. It's one of my favorites. little fan section. Um, all right, guys. So until next Friday. Bye. Bye. Fangirl Fridays is brought to you by TV Time. Download the TV Time app to track your favorite shows and join the fangirl conversation. And be sure to follow us at Natalie Burris and Martin Zabrowski.